Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. And every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 22nd edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, we'll meet super senior Fatima Del Carmen Gutierrez. Fatima is headed to one of the top graduate programs after Monmouth, all thanks to a conversation with a Monmouth professor and Fatima's outstanding Monmouth record. February 9th will mark 100 days until Monmouth College's 2024 commencement ceremony, which will be held at high noon on Sunday, May 19th, at historic Wallace Hall Plaza. As we count down to that momentous day, throughout the rest of the spring semester, we'll feature some of the outstanding Monmouth seniors who make up the class of 2024. First up is Fatima Del Carmen Gutierrez. Fatima came to Monmouth from Trenton, New Jersey, and now calls Mount Holly, New Jersey her home. Fatima is a sociology-anthropology major at Monmouth with a concentration in human services. After she graduates from Monmouth in May, Fatima will head back east to continue her education. Thanks to educational studies professor Tiffany Springer, Fatima started a journey that will lead her to graduate school at Penn State University. Um, Starting August, I will be a student at Penn State for my master's of special education, and I will be a part of the cohort for Project Bright. Um, So I'll be working with special education. Um, Yeah. So how did you decide to go to Penn State from Monmouth College? Um, So honestly, to get to that point, I was having conversations. I had a DEI course with Tiffany Springer, great professor, um, and we were going over like possible options for me. And I always knew I wanted to help students in the best ability that I can. Um, And she got me into the topic of special education. And I talked to her about like wanting to just make a good influence on people. And special education was one of those areas where I wanted to go. And I always wanted to work with trauma students as a a future social worker. So we kind of got into that. She sent me the application for Project Bright. She literally just said, hey, saw this, thought of you, um, apply. So I started my application process and I got into uh, contact with Dr. Rico Mini from Penn State. Uh, We had, it was supposed to be a meeting just for me to get to know the program, but he turned it into an interview. So um, we got all that out the way and I kind of got pre-accepted into the program. Um, So I talked to um, to P- Professor Springer a little bit more about it. And I was like, well, I really want to do it. She said, go for it. Um, so I submitted my application thanks to her. And um, when I went back home in December of December 21st, I went to Penn State to visit and um, fell in love with the campus itself. He showed me a couple classrooms, showed me what I would be getting myself into, and I fell in love with the uh, program as well as the project itself and what it stands for. So I decided that's where I want to be and that's what I want to do. And it's also one step closer to getting my doctorate in social work and getting to know more about the trauma and how it impacts students with special needs. 
It sounds like, Tiffany, your professor played a big role in this process for you. Talk a little bit about that. Um, she did. Getting Doing the uh, DEI course, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, to be honest, it was, I was just going for the credit. Um, and Tiffany Springer went into a lot of detail um, as for her background as a teacher and a professor um, and working with the education department itself. And the way she went about it and talking about all of like the issues that the special education program itself has she just sparked and like sparked the flame that used to be there a while ago but I kind of stepped away from that and I was like well I don't know if I would be um, equipped to deal and to be able to help um, kids with special needs as none of my family members um, identify as that. So I was like, well, maybe I'm not suited for it. And I expressed that to her and she was like, well, the way you go about it, the readings that we did, the discussion, she just thought like this would be a great fit for you. Um, so talking to her, I kind of like went through more of like the detail of it. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of scared to go for it. But she was like, you'll do great. Um, she was kind of that motivation that I needed to like take the leap. Uh, I've always played it safe. So she made me take the leap. And um, yeah, I, I would say this is opportunity is thanks, thanks to her. So yeah. Has that been true of a lot of your classes at Monmouth? Have they taught you how to take the leap or at least think about taking a leap? Yes. Um, all of my professors, um, even my advisor, always say that I play it too safe. And they always tell me to take it, like take the leap um, and they, they won't hurt me. I feel mostly it's been on my end. I do take leaps. It's not, I don't just crawl. I do take the leap. It's just um, I'm a little scared of what that might um, entail too. And so um, Tiffany Springer in our DEI class, she prepared me for the battles that I would face as a special education teacher, which is why I feel like I could do it um, because I already have that background from her um, and having that support, not just from her, but my faculty, uh, my bosses like John Huxtable and all of them. They're always like, yeah, you got it. Um, I always try to include all groups into um, who I am, learn more about them. So I, you know, try to like expand my knowledge. So I would say that my professors are one of the big reasons I do that. Let's back up a little bit to the fall of 2020. You came to Monmouth, Illinois from Trenton, New Jersey, which yeah. is a little bit outside of the Midwest. <laughs> How did you wind up in Monmouth, Illinois, growing up in Trenton, New Jersey? Yeah, so I always knew I wanted to take chances. Um, so um, in the spring, I guess, we, we would consider it of high school, right before COVID hit, um, I had a class with Mr. Lieberman um, at Trenton high school and he was kind of like discussing our options and he always told me like you have like a lot of like you can make an impact wherever you go so don't like constrain yourself to just New Jersey schools so I was doing my research and I always knew I wanted to go into sociology or social work and all of that kind of stuff so I was kind of looking for programs like that um, and when I was looking online Monmouth College did show up and a lot of people do joke around that I confused it with Monmouth University I did not um, I wanted something where I had a small school um, environment where I could actually learn and not just go to class just to say I went to class um, and learn nothing. So I talked it over with my teacher and I was like, well, I think this is where I, the route I want to go. And he was like, I think you should go for it. I submitted my application um, 
and then I got accepted before ever stepping foot onto the campus. So I got into the Fine Arts Scholarship um, competition. I was like, well, if I'm going to say I'm going to go, I might as well go actually view the campus. Uh, So me and my mom took the trip in February of 2020. And we kind of, I fell in love with the campus first. I like the small school. I had, I did the overnight stay and uh, my host was amazing. She got me in contact with a couple people in my department, in the par- department that I would be going into. Uh, we talked about that. And then the day of my scholarship competition, I also got to talk to one of the professors that were here um, and kind of go over the program. I not only fell in love with the school, but I fell in love with the program and what they wanted to do with it. So I was like, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to see how it works out. And I decided to, um, you know, put my deposit in right before I even got home. So, yeah. Visiting campus is a big part of learning about Monmouth, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you can say you can see a lot through pictures, but until you step foot, you won't notice what communities here, um, how it feels to be here. I know a lot of people say that, like I still act like I'm a city girl, but I would say that Monmouth has changed a lot in my perspective of how I see um, the city life compared to um, the Midwest um, right now. Um, but I would say it kind of grew me as a person because I like got to know more about myself. There's so many identities out there that you don't you get lost when you're in the city. It's easy to get lost and want to be something that you see someone else being. But here it was kind of like, all right, this is my bubble. Like, let me step out of it. And I think I did learn a lot. You're listening to Mammoth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to Mammoth Senior Fatima Del Carmen Gutierrez, one of the outstanding members of the Mammoth Class of 2024. Speaking of outstanding, a reminder that Mammoth's outstanding theater program will present Julia Cho's charming play, The Language Archive. That will be presented from February 15th through the 18th, and it will be performed in Mama's new theater space, the Hughes Library Studio Theater. You can order tickets for the Language Archive by going to the website mammothcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. You can read more about the Language Archive in the News and Events section of the Monmouth College website, and that URL is monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Now let's get back to my conversation with Monmouth Senior Fatima Del Carmen Gutierrez. A big reason Fatima is headed over to graduate school at Penn State after Monmouth is because she's built a very impressive resume. That includes being involved with a wide variety of both curricular and co-curricular activities at Monmouth, also events and organizations offered at the college. Um, so I've been involved in a couple of different things. I'm a Scots ambassador, so I like give tours, um, talk to prospective students. I'm in Pi Beta Phi, which is one of our sorority here on campus. I'm the spiritual life intern, so I work a lot with uh, the Reverend and kind of like hosting different things. I was a mental health, I'm a mental health peer educator, um, kind of like a well-being advocate. I was involved in dance for a short period of my time and then I realized cannot dance for the life of me. Um, I've been in concert choir for four years now, so those are kind of like the main things I've been involved in. That's a very diverse uh, group. That a group, uh, a variety of groups you've been involved in. That's one of the advantages, I guess, of Mammoth is that you don't get pigeonholed into just one type of group. There's lots of groups you can be involved with, and even try, as you mentioned earlier, with dance. Yeah, I did try on that one. It, it I mean, like it was fun. Um, but the good thing is that like our schedules align so that you have the opportunity to like 
you know, put yourself out there, try different things. Because as for rushing, I didn't think I was going to do it. I grew up with four boys. I was like, heck no, I can't do living with all girls, being around girls all the 24-7. And then one of my friends were like, well, you might as well try. Like, you won't won't lose anything. Um, And I didn't lose anything. Matter of fact, I, like, gained more than, like, 70 new sisters um, that, you know, I will forever be grateful for. I will say that Monmouth has brought that ability to me to put myself out there, um, not just you know, in career wise, but also just personal, like you can put yourself out there and you, there is no limit to how much you can put or how much you can't put. Like you, this is like your oyster right now. So this would be the time for you to try new things. Is that what you tell students when you meet with them and families who visit the campus as a Scots ambassador? I do. I, I like to advocate a lot for, you know, college is what you make it seem. If you are a shy person, then you're going to have, like, very limited um, opportunities if you don't want to put yourself out there. I always say, like, the best thing you can do is try. There's nothing wrong with, you know, we fail sometimes, but there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, it makes you grow as a person. So I would say, like, there's literally nothing wrong with putting yourself out there. And I tell all of the prospective students always just like try new things because you don't have the opportunity as much when you're once you like grow up and you're an adult it's kind of like you have to follow the structure of the job that you have but when you're an underclass when you're in undergraduate school it this is like your time like okay do I want to change my major maybe I don't maybe I want to try a sport that I never tried I did not do that I have asthma and I would actually pass away um but like maybe you know you want to do something different you want to change your hairstyle you want to change the way you dress this is your time like there are no limitations to what you can do in undergrad so might as well go for it before you have to actually be an adult that's the scary part talk a little bit about being a peer mentor peer educator the work you're doing there that's real important on campus yes so i joined the mental health peer educators um last fall so fall of 2023 um I knew I wanted to do it. I had to do some uh, prereqs before I could do it. Um, but basically what we do is we advocate for all the students on campus. Um, I actually just started a new program that um, started last week, and it's the Friday Rewinds. So I'm more of the person that I know college can be a lot sometimes. Um, I'm just a pure version of that like I think I'm a good definition like I did not do well when I first started on campus but like now I'm about to graduate with the full ride um, at a at a grad school so I can say that college can be a lot uh, being out of state can be a lot but not only that because we live on a college campus we feel like we have to be in college mode 24 7 um, and that's why I wanted to start Friday Rewinds because there's such a need for students to just decompress from being a college student Um, so basically what Friday Rewinds is we have listening hours so students can come talk to us Um, we are certified in mental health peer educators um, so we have trainings and like a bunch of different tests that we have to do in order to get certified to be a listener Um, so that's an option for when you come to Friday Rewinds but it's also an option for you to just leave your bags leave your all your troubles all your stress all your homework at the door and the minute you step foot into Mellinger Commons in the CSB you're a child you are 
no longer required to think like an adult. You can just go back to being, you know, eight-year-old self, running around, playing around. Um, so last week we had board games. It was a good success. We had a lot of people come and join us in playing some games. Um, and this week we're doing like Valentine's Day cards. So it's kind of like back when you're in middle school and they're like, oh, like here's some paper, like go pay, like, you know, go color. Um, so I'm advocating for the students that don't feel like they have a voice, but they're stressed. Uh, that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that everyone is getting heard. Um, so this is one, an option. It has from one to five, so that's a four-hour limit for you to come hang out. But also, if you have something you need to talk about, you pull one of us aside. There's six of us right now. You just pull us aside and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. And what we're trained to do is, one, listen give you advice, give you tips, give you tricks, especially I know a more common one is we get too stressed out, we get overstimulated, and we like pull ourselves away from like classes and stuff. So we know the tips and tricks to give our students like, hey, like maybe take a fidget toy. And when you're like getting too crazy, like you feel like you're losing your mind, just play with that and it just center you back. Um, but we advocate for all of that, and I think that that's, like, one of the best work we could do on this campus, and we do need more mental health peer educators because a lot of students go unheard. It is a, not a big school, but a lot of different voices, and it can, you know, get unheard by professors, by other classmates and stuff, so we advocate for those who don't want to speak for themselves. You also work with the spiritual development and nourishment of students on campus as well. Talk about your role in the chaplain's office and the fact that students at Monmouth are involved with the chaplain's office. Yeah. Okay. So um, with my um, involvement in spiritual life, I started um, last year, the year, this fall of 2022, I guess I would say. Um, And we kind of just went over like, hey, this is what we want to do, kind of like how we can go about it. Um, I was presented this opportunity through Dean Merritt. She kind of came up to me at the well-being fair um, that we host in the spring. And she's like, hey, we have this like new opportunity that I think would be great for you. Um, so come see me in my office. I went, we talked about it. Um, and she introduced me to the Reverend Huxtable. Um, and um, we kind of talked about what he wanted to do with it. I'm more of like the background work. He does all the heavy lifting, but I'm more of the background work. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to get us out there. Um, so that more students can know it's again it's easy to get lost with the spiritual life as well and the religious life not knowing how to balance it with school Um, or not even knowing what religion or spiritual life is or what religion you consider yourself so um, Dr. Reverend Huxtable or Reverend Dr. Huxtable I don't really know the the way it goes Um, we talk about like how can we put yourself out there without it being a doctrine Um, because it's so easy like to just doctrinate someone and be like hey this is what it is Um, but more giving the like the students a voice like hey I believe in God but I don't know what religion I am well cool you do not need to have a religion nor identify as a certain religious group to participate Um, we have gone to the Islamic Center in uh, the Quad Cities Um, we actually did that for the first time last semester and it was a hit Um, I got to learn I went to and I'm not Islamic at all and I went and I learned a lot about their religion and how they go about it and I'm you know, from a Christian background, so I got to see the differences between that. We take what we learn and we uh, try to in- in- involve it into the uh, what we try to teach. Um, so we started experience worships, and those are right now on Mondays. We also started chaplain chat, where students come 
they they have questions about religion or what they think their spirituality is, they go and they talk to the reverend. A lot of students have come up to me trying to set up meetings. So that's all kind of like what I do with that. I just want to get him out there because a lot of students come in being religious, but then kind of lose themselves or feel like they can't balance it. So that's why it's so um so incredibly necessary to have the chaplain on campus so he can teach them a little bit more um, about not just like, hey, you don't have to be a religion, you don't have to be your beliefs, like you can believe in what you want to believe, but still have an identity for yourself. So, yeah. You sort of touched on this throughout our conversation, but one piece of advice you give to a student in order to have a successful Monmouth experience? Put yourself out there. Um, ex- don't expect to pass everything on your first try. Just take your time with it. Um, sometimes those curriculums could be weird and, and different. You don't have to be, you're not expected to know everything right off the bat. Like just come in with an like an open mind. Don't come in like thinking, okay, I'm going to ace this. And if I don't, I'm a failure. That's not how it goes. Just kind of open yourself up to like all the different potentials you might have. And you might come in here thinking, I'm going to be a doctor one day and then end up saying, no, I want to go the sociology route. I want to go, maybe I want to go to business. Um, give yourself that opportunity to explore because it, it doesn't come often. So take it when you can. That's Fatina Del Carmen Gutierrez. She's one of the outstanding members of the Mammoth class of 2024. And if you check out the news and events section of the Mammoth College website, you can read a great profile about Fatima at mammothcollege.edu slash news. That's going to be a wrap on this 22nd episode of Mammoth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year. Tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at mammothcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Next conversation. This is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.